3: Hi, I'm Sloan. I'm 15 years old, and I know the NBA. Today's guest is not just a fantastic player on the court, he's an incredible person off it, too. Today, we are talking to Drew Holiday. Drew has made a big name for himself with his amazing skills, especially on defense. But did you know there's so much more to him than just basketball? Today, we find out what he was like when he was 15 how he deals with sibling rivalry, and how he has been able to play 14 seasons in the NBA. This is Sloan Knows. Okay, so Drew. I need to talk to you about this for a second. So you're a three-time teammate of the year. You have won both a sportsmanship award and a humanitarian award at the ESPYs. You're known to be an incredible husband and a father. And basically every NBA fan knows you to be a great guy. And though I believe that is true talking to you, <laughs> I don't think anyone can be that perfect. So what are some of your annoying habits and guilty pleasures that aren't as perfect as you wow. clearly are?
1: Great question. Thank you. Um, I wish my wife was here.
3: I know. I need she to can, hear her answers. She could answer on, that. Um, yeah,
1: I'm like, I guess I like what I like. I'm a, I'm a bit picky, and uh, I'm a bit OCD. Okay. Yeah. So that's, I like the things the way that I like them. So, for example, um, I don't know. This is gonna sound super petty, but like. Towels. I like the towels put up on the rack and not on the floor, like or on the bed. Like Mm. I like my shoes if they're stacked in a certain place. And somebody comes in and moves them, I'm like, all right, that wasn't like that, and I know it wasn't like that, even though it's crooked a little bit. Um, I'm very, very, very OCD when it comes to stuff like to to my stuff. Yes, yes. Your stuff can be as dirty as you you. want it to be,
3: and it it, it is going to be. Just so you know, I'm actually probably the opposite of
1: OCD. (laughs) Right, and mine's like. So you're like my wife. She's not dirty, but, like, yeah. sometimes she just doesn't care. And I'm yeah, like, I wouldn't right. say
3: dirty. It's more messy. 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 Yeah. yeah. So how were you liking COVID,
1: then? Uh, Well, COVID was fine because I was at home. So when I'm at home, I just pick up after everybody. Oh, okay. That's so nice. everything, yeah. I mean, I'm yelling at my, my daughter, but, I mean, my wife, I'm like, she's my person, so I'm cleaning up after her. So sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably why she married me. So.
3: Stop it. You're just... Making yourself sound so perfect. This is supposed to be and a flaw. Believe I'm not.
1: I'm not perfect. I like it. It annoys the heck out of her. It. It. Yeah. It annoys her, which I get because, like, again, I like the stuff the way I like it, and if she's like more lenient with that type of stuff, I'm like on her. Yeah. Like, all right, you don't see the toothpaste. It would like don't squeeze it like that. Roll it <laughs> yeah, to the it top, to and then mm-hmm. let, you know what I mean. So I'm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm different.
3: Would you say you're like that in a, in a basketball setting as well?
1: Um. A little bit. Like, I hate sweat. I hate other people's sweat. I don't like the dripping sweat. Especially, like, if sweat gets on me, I'm like, I need to take a shower now. It's just uh, stuff like that I I don't like. Um, I do like some structure. I do like, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess I do have, like, certain things. Maybe the way I wear my shoes or my my jersey or something like that. Mm But I'm... I think I'm pretty simple because I keep it to myself. Like I don't. Yeah. Again, you can do it, or whoever can do it the way they want to do it, but my stuff has to be my way.
3: I love you know you learn something new every day, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm 15 and I'm going into 10th grade, and so you know we all know Drew Holiday now, but I want to know Drew Holiday at 15. What were you like at 15?
1: It's crazy because I played 15 years in the NBA, but whatever. It is crazy. Um, uh, at 15. I was a normal kid. Um, I think I tried to be. Um, I love playing sports. A normal sports. kid who
3: is the Gatorade player of the year. I, I mean, feel like I thought that normal. <laughs> I love
1: I love playing sports but I I had friends. I I like yeah. to I like to hang out. Um I mean, we just had kickbacks. We would go to Six Flags and go on the weekends. We would uh one of our friends' dads was a doctor, so he'd give us like the little pass to if somebody was injured and when you take it to Six Flags, you can cut the lines. Mm. Right, so I'm doing dumb stuff. Of course, you know what I'm saying? I'm, of course, I'm, I'm doing dumb stuff yes. too. But um, yeah, I just I hung out and, and played sports.
3: So when you were 15, your brother Justin was 16, and Aaron was eight, I think if yeah. I did the math correctly. Yeah. Yes. So in the backyard or in the front yard, when you guys go to play basketball, like what does that look like?
1: Um, it was fun. So we had a we had a hoop in the in our front yard, and we actually played two on two. So my little sister played two. and my little sister would beat up on my little brother. I like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, crazy. She's still, to this day, the strongest woman that I know. 100%. Um, so when we played, it'd usually be like I would guard my older brother, Justin, and then my little brother and sister would guard each other. But it came a point where Aaron just started like beating up on everybody. Yeah. I don't know if it's just like the younger sibling syndrome. Yeah, like, like killer instinct. Getting yeah. beat up for so long, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, like he's just naturally stronger, and he's just like this little beast who doesn't care about... Like destroying stuff, but he used to try to run through us. It was, I mean, it's cool to see now. I'd want to see
0: that.
1: It uh, we we take it easy now. Mm -hmm. We're I'm I'm too old now. My knees and stop.
3: (laughs) But um, who were your role models at fifteen?
1: Um, fifteen. One was my dad. I my dad has always been like one of my biggest role models, just because. So both my parents played sports, but I think the way my dad kind of handled sports for. Me and my siblings was cool. He never forced us to play. Yeah. Um, but if we were gonna do it, we were gonna take it seriously. Uh, my older brother I looked up to, and I don't think I ever tell him this, but I looked up to him just cause he's like big bro. He always looked out for me. Yeah. If we were in school or something like that, or if I ever needed anything. Um, but like sports wise, I was a big Kobe fan, mm-hmm. um, a big Magic Johnson's fan. I thought I was gonna be six eight, doing all that, and I ended up not being six eight. So. Um, i feel like
3: other things worked out for you
1: other things did you know it's not that yeah i I did my thing but uh also tracy mcgrady like the battle between tracy yeah. mcgrady and uh and and kobe was like that was like my the battles that i love to watch so
3: and you know you're saying you looked up to your brother and your dad and all those guys but living in la was there anyone in the league that you actually knew and that you were able to form a relationship uh with?
1: baron davis Baron my guy, yeah, you know, I was he's saying he did small small it, yeah, nose, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, he looked out for me, and this was like before, cause I, I mean, obviously I I went to UCLA, but he went to Crossroads, yes. So every time my rival,
3: my school's rival,
1: and every time, let's not get into your school. <laughs> every time I went to um Crossroads, like you would see his picture, cause obviously he was a man there, and every time I walked by his picture, I'm like, I'm gonna kill this team, and it was wow. just like I looked up to him so much that like I wanted to be better than him. So every time I'd, I'd play their team, I'd try to, like, destroy him. But um, he just always took me in like a little brother, looked out for me with, like, whatever I needed. And then um, to this day, just still cool. And, I mean, you you know him. Just, like, one, the of the, one of the chillest people that you'd ever yeah, meet.
3: for sure. And also, I know when you were 15, like you were saying, playing Crossroads, there's a lot of other NBA players that grew up around the same time as you in LA like Mm -hmm. I know PG and Mm -hmm. um, DeMar DeRozan do you Mm -hmm. have any stories that you can share to us about your experiences you know meeting up with them
1: yeah uh, me and Paul actually played uh, a couple tournaments together on the same on the same um, pump and run team Mm. Uh, he wasn't as good as he is now but like so he was like a late bloomer.
3: That's what he said. But he it's funny because bloomer. I just watched an interview of him, and he was like, "Yeah, I was a late bloomer. I didn't dunk till I was fourteen. Like Crazy, I don't think right? in like normal code that Crazy. that's being a and late then, like, bloomer." But by
1: nineteen, well, in comparison, okay, to, okay, okay, yeah. Demar Derozan, sixth grade, sixth grade, yes, mm-hmm. sixth grade was yeah. the first time I, just I saw Jalen him Green down.
3: said the same thing. Sixth grade, which is insane,
1: insane. Yeah. And I feel like Demar can jump out the gym, and Paul can too. So, like being somebody who was in sixth grade and could. Could dunk and what are you eleven or twelve?
3: Yeah, thir- Yeah, crazy. Like I mean,
1: and I'm like, I'm not athletic like them, but I'm like by thirteen, I'm like, all right, I'm dunking. Mm-hmm. This fool is in six. I mean, l- legit sixth grade dunking. Yeah. And then you think of somebody like Paul, who not until like fourteen or fifteen started dunking, and is doing crazy dunks now. Yeah, it's like he was a little late to like the athleticism a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think when the skill started picking up with the athleticism, Paul was tough. But, like, growing up with James Harden, we played on the same travel team. Brandon Jennings, battling him since sixth grade. Like, there's a group of L.A. dudes that, like, kind of held down L.A. For, for a long time. So, it was it's cool to see, like, your friends succeed.
3: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, on top of that, like, was there a time where you ever went to one of them and you were like, wait, I think we can all go to the league, you know?
1: Uh... You know, I don't think we ever had that conversation. I think it was just more so we were all kind of top guys, and you just kind of knew. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure you ever really needed to talk about it. Yeah, because it was just a thing. You, yeah, it, it was, thing was just a thing. But we were also like, we were competitive when we played. We were competitive yeah. on the court, but off the court, we were we were friends. So like, you still wanted to see him succeed and everything. But yeah. talking about it, I'm not. I'm not really sure we ever were like, yeah, you know, uh, 15. Like, yeah, we can go to the league. Yeah.
3: But. But then I'm sure it was such a surreal moment than like, meeting up with them in the league and then you're like, wow, we've really been with each other it's since so, the beginning. Yeah,
1: it's so cool. Um, So last year was my—or this last season was the second time mm-hmm. I was an All-Star and me and Damar were on the same team. Yeah. So even talking to him, like, bro, you remember where we started? Or even, like, battling at—I went to UCLA, he went to SC. Yeah. Uh, Being able to, like, kind of go through this journey together and kind of separate was— Insane, so just to reflect on it, uh, like I told you, we're going into our 15th year, we're yeah. the same draft. Um, just seeing like which is
3: like one of the best draft classes of all time,
1: let and them crazy. know because they yeah. be sleeping on my draft class, bro, and I'm tired of it. But it's just it's cool to see that, um, kind of where we've come from, and then see even like how DeMar's done because he, I think, a couple years ago, like he was in the MVP race, yeah, like he was like. Top three players mm-hmm. in in the, in all the NBA, and yeah. I'm like, I remember that dude when he was 11. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah,
3: you you can't sleep on tomorrow's mid range. I mean, come on. You
1: no, closest thing to cub,
3: But what I'm curious about is like, you know, winning Gatorade Player of the Year and all of that. How are you able to stay humble in high school? People don't realize how hard it is to win all of those awards and have all that hype on you, and then still be able to do it. You know, 15 seasons later in the NBA.
1: Um, I guess a couple of things. One. My mama she'll humble you quick um if you ever meet my mom you'll you'll know why, but she um I think she just kept us grounded, obviously being religious being being a christian that was that was a part of our belief um but my mom always it was always meant for us to be humble uh again, I had an older brother who people kind of judged us based off of me because like they would say that i was I was the better. Basketball player, but in my opinion, I'm like, well, we're the same. We do everything together, and in that, we also had to be humble because we're 14 months apart. Everything we did, we battled. Yeah, and it's like there are times where your family, you could really like start to have hatred or envy toward that person Mm -hmm. because of, I mean, for one, you're with each other all the time, but there's this. All right, well, they say he's better than me, and he's not. Oh, he's the younger brother. He's the older brother, but. We were never like that. Like, he's my best friend. Yeah. Like, I wanted to see him um, get the best that, that that he would ever have. But I would say the second thing, honestly, I don't care. I don't care for mm-hmm. the accolades. Um, it's cool to have, like, it's cool to have a ring. I'm not even going to lie. To have yeah. a championship and to have a gold medal, excuse me. That's a that shit is sweet. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. But um, other than that, for me, it was just mostly about, like, having fun and winning. Yeah. And having fun with, like, people that I loved and, and loved to play with. And then competing against the best people and beating them. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, it was like, I really just, that's all that really mattered to me.
3: And speaking of your mom, I know both of your parents played at Arizona State. Um, there was no, you didn't want to go there? You, you were 100% no. UCLA? No, no, no. Uh,
1: Actually, no. Wasn't 100%. Um, my older brother went to the University of Washington, so that was always a possibility. Um, I really wanted to go to Carolina. And I got recruited by Carolina. Mm -hmm. And I visited Carolina. And the time that I went to visit, they actually had the 75 and 82 championship teams there. They were awarding them. I know. So that's the first time I met Michael Jordan. Like, first time. And I've never been starstruck. And there's only two people that I've been starstruck with. And he was one of them. Who's the other? Denzel Washington. Oh, okay. Reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's the GOAT. But um, meeting him, I was like... Dang, I'm about to go here. Yeah. <laughs> but it was too far from home. Yeah. And I'm a wimp.
3: That's like an unfair recruiting <laughs> standpoint. Like, you can't just, like, put kids on a tour of a school and be like, oh, there's Michael Jordan. Like, of course they're going to want to go there. You know what I it mean? Was,
1: I mean, that, I think that was kind of the point. And, the NCAA, like, he knew, he knew my name. Should,
3: like, look. They need to look into that. Like, Bro, that's he knew my like, name and everything.
1: Dramatic. And I'm like, I got to come here now. Like, yeah. I, I got to go to the school. Well, I ended up choosing not to go there. And they ended up winning the championship that mm. year. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah.
3: So, um, you know, I feel like we've talked a good amount about you when you were fifteen. I feel like we would have gotten along. I think so.
1: We probably yeah. no, nah, we'd have been friends. Yeah, I we'd think have so been too. Cool.
3: Okay, good. But now let's talk about you in your MBA career. Okay. okay. So, what was one of the most memorable plays of your career?
1: I'll give you two. One was like my welcome to the NBA moment. Uh, oh, I'll give you three. Oh my gosh. One was my welcome to the NBA moment where it was like, I mean, you're a basketball head, so you know this, but. Um, LeBron was in Cleveland the first time, and it was, like, him, Shaq, and Big Z. And, like, I sub into the game, and I'm like, no effing way. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to do this? Yeah. Like, there's three seven-footers right in front of me. What, what, what am I doing with my life? Uh, that, like, freaked me out, but I made it through. Uh, the second one was, and I think you had Dwight on the—
3: I did. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Look dun- you, are like
3: a slow-nosed expert. Thank hey,
1: you. Hey, Well, he, he dunked on me, and it was a bad dunk. That stuff. It was really bad. And if you look it up, it was really bad. But Oh,
3: trust me, we will and we will we will put okay. that clip we'll, right next to your head. Okay. We'll,
1: okay, do that. Mm-hmm. Well, Jameer Nelson, I might have even turned it over. I think I turned it over. So you know after you turn it over, you gotta hustle back. Yes. Get on defense. And Jameer Nelson, who I ended up becoming teammates with later, and we talked about this, he threw the lob up and I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna go get it. And I didn't see Dwight behind me.
3: That that's a rookie mistake. One
1: that of one mistake. of the craziest uh I would in my one of the craziest dunk ones that I've been a part of, but yeah, that was bad. But the other one was the steal to the lob for in the championship yeah. game, game five.
3: So talking about you know all these memorable plays, what would you say is the most memorable or important defensive play of your career?
1: I would say the steal to Steals the lob. The steal as well. Yeah. The 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 steal in game five, uh, Phoenix taking it from um, D Book and then and then throwing the lob to that like. After that happened, I think we knew that uh, we that you were going to win uh, the yeah. ring. Yeah, we we're, yeah. were getting the ring.
3: And how do you think your game has sort of evolved since your rookie year?
1: I think I've just gotten, it's kind of weird, like classier. Like I've like kind of smoothed out the edges. Um, I feel like I'm more efficient. I think obviously with age, like, again, with age, bro, you, you start to get old. You start to feel it. Um, I definitely take care of my body better. But skill-wise, I think that basketball became a lot easier. I started figuring out the game. Yeah, just the things that I was good at, the things that I knew that I could do better than others, and then um, trying to work on my weaknesses, but really trying to perfect the things that I, I felt like I was good at.
3: And then what would be one piece of advice that you would have said to your rookie self, knowing sort of all you've accomplished now?
1: Um, keep going. I think that sometimes it gets hard, and, and I don't think that people – from the outside understand like how difficult uh this business is where sometimes you see it like with trades and uh maybe even sometimes contracts injuries but there's also every year another group of guys coming for your spot yeah and they're younger and they're more athletic they're like mutants now because i don't know how they jump and how so high and how they're so fast but
3: or no. how they're so tall. I mean, Wemby is it, again, I don't even I it's I'm one crazy. of the shorter ones. Yeah.
1: I am. I'm one and I'm one of the shorter ones. So at the end of the day, I'm always looking up at people. But it's always like you have to get better every time. Obviously, every you're day.
3: not a short person, but saying you're one of the shorter ones, what is something you say to yourself when you go up against these like giant guys? Like how do you stay sort of confident in yourself that you can really defend them?
1: You know, um, that's just my ability in the weight room and and kind of filling up my strength on the court, being able to stay lower than them, having that type of leverage. But um, a lot of it goes to my older brother because my older brother is he's six six and he has like a seven one wingspan. So when we played growing up, he would always block my shot mm-hmm. all the time, and I had to figure out ways to like either go higher, go like reverse, or do other things to to score, and that helped me out a lot because now I'm going against like seven footers and guys who can do all that type of stuff. So, um, that was a, that was a real big uh, plus for me growing up with the older brother.
3: I get that. So now we're going to move on to my favorite segment. We're going to get a little bit more fun. Okay. All right. So I don't know if you're prepared for this, but this is takes hotter than Kelly Oubre Jr. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. You heard me. All so right. we got to go hot. Okay. Let's go, Drew. Are you ready?
1: No. Okay. Well, you should be.
3: Which NBA NBA player style, do you wish you had?
1: Mine. No. Uh man. Shay.
3: That's yeah. But I, I can't really see you in like the big red boots. Like I feel like that's not your vibe.
1: But that's one that I wish I could do.
3: Okay. You wish you could. I pull wish
1: I off. yeah, I wish I could pull it off and I can't. I think he looked I think I think his style was like it fits him well and mm. how he carries it. I'm like, yeah, that's that's cool. I'd
3: like to see you showing up on League Fits this year. Please, I'd like to see that improvement. Probably not going to happen. No, I, I can help you. I think so. Yeah, I'm okay. willing to. All mm-hmm. right, let's do yeah. it. As long as I can get a little bit of that compensation for mm-hmm. all those, you know, all those flicks, I Look, think that that whatever will be fun.
1: Is, We can negotiate. Okay, okay, great. We'll do that off camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Um, so considering soccer runs in the family, you know, Drew's wife, Lauren, quite the soccer player, which NBA player do you think would be the best soccer player? And can you play?
1: I can not play. I used to play a little bit when I was younger. Um I think that if I trained, I could play. But my wife would probably disagree. The best soccer player in the NBA. It has to be somebody like a foreign player. It's the European guys, yeah. It's definitely a European mm-hmm. player. Um, you know,
3: Joel Embiid also. He sometimes like juggles pregame. Mm-hmm. He's nice.
1: I can also juggle.
3: Oh, what's your record?
1: Oh, I don't know. But like I, I do it all the time. Like you said, soccer is just mm-hmm. around here. So there's a grip of soccer balls, basketballs, whatever. But um, I've seen Giannis juggle quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, you always see somebody like Jokic or Luca. Like you mm-hmm. always see European players doing it, but they're all huge. Yeah. Like literally every person on I name is at least 6'6. Yes. So, and are we really gonna run as much as soccer players do? But I guess if we train for it, maybe. You think yeah, so? A European player.
3: Interesting. So um you, I'm just gonna be real here. You're one of the best defenders in the league, or the best defender in the league. Who do you think is one player that is unexpectedly really hard to guard? I stumped you. I think I'm very proud of myself. I like the silence.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: only because I feel like the ones that are hard to guard are hard to guard. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: More like you know, from the outside as a fan. Oh, maybe we don't we don't see that. Well, Bobby Portis was a teammate of yours, but we don't see that he's you know super hard okay. to defend. Something like okay.
1: that. Um. So there are players that are they're like a. Uh, Okay, so Bobby is hard to guard because like you pretty much know what Bobby's going to do. Mm-hmm. He's going to get to a pump fake or a pull up. Um he can obviously step back and shoot a 3. He's very good with his body so he shoot a, like a jump hook. But like some players you can't stop. Like Bobby, you can't stop because if he gets to his pump fake or his like his his fade, mm-hmm. you're not going to block it. Like if yeah. he misses it, it's pretty much just because of him. Same as like DeMar okay you're not gonna block his shot it's not like he has this like crazy handle or whatever but scoring ability and mid-range like you know what he's gonna do and he's just gonna honestly he's just gonna cook you um so that's kind of where i'm going there are players that are like really shifty i hate guarding smaller players Mm -hmm. i'd much rather like use my strength and like somebody who's either my size or or um, like a, a taller player, but smaller guys, like Isaiah Thomas, I hated garden. Um, uh, Kimba, I hated garden. Um, I mean, Kyrie, everybody hates garden, Kyrie. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would say guys like that for me, like the smaller, shiftier guys, hated Shea, Hey, hey Gardner.
3: And coming from you, who would you say is, who, who do you not want to see guarding you when you're taking up the ball?
1: Hmm. You know, it's funny and ironic. One is my little brother. Really? Only because well, you one, know
3: he's out to get you. You know. I know, and yeah. that's
1: one. That's one reason why. The other reason is because he knows my game. Yeah. And I would say my older brother too, but we've had that battle a lot more because of our our close. We are how close we are in age. But my little brother, again, he's six years younger than me, so I didn't really like see him play and stuff in high school. Mm-hmm. But seeing him in the league and he's stronger now and like he's just as quick and more athletic, like he hounded me last year in Atlanta, yeah, ripped me in the backcourt. I'm like, dude, get off me,
3: mm-hmm. like,
1: leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> go, yeah, go. You should have
3: called your mom about it. Like, uh,
1: she might have, mommy, she, you know what, don't do that. <laughs> uh, no, nah, she or he, like, he be hounding the hell out of me and I don't appreciate it, so I'd probably say, him, come on, Aaron, stop, no, nah, jerk. We're family. Like, don't make me look good, but don't make me look bad.
3: That's like me and like pool basketball with my brother. Like, it's just something with your siblings where you just like gotta get at them, you know? Nah, I'm cool. Are you really? Cause you you didn't seem cool.
1: Seems bad. No, I'm a nah, I'm, I'm a little bothered. Yeah, I'm a little I can bothered. See
3: that. Okay, so what do you think is your favorite arena to play in, environment wise?
1: Atlanta gets crazy. Phoenix is crazy. I used to love playing at Staples Center sorry crypto.com the, come the, on Drew. for all the old people Staple center was like that was like the mecca to me um to me again there's a lot of people out there like
3: say msg yeah but i understand i mean as la kids we grow up going there there's something super special some, about something about
1: it but i would probably say uh philly or boston mm. playing in philly and like my first four years in philly and growing up like as a I mean cuz I came in at 19 so growing up and then growing my game in Philly like it's hard to play there if you suck. Yeah. And we sucked for a couple of years. So like they're on they're on you every game. But if you're good they're the like best friends and they ride for you. But Boston is similar to Philly where if you're like a rival team.
3: Oh yeah, they're they're mean.
1: And I love it. Like, it's just, it's the environment that you want to play in. Like, you want people talking trash. You want them to, like... That fuels you? Oh, 100%. Like, I have one of my best friends. We played... I was in Philly, and they were in Boston. Or, I was in Philly, and we are playing Boston in the playoffs. And uh almost got in a fight with somebody in, in the stands in Boston. And I'm of, like, that's what I'm talking about. I sort of
3: think I wanted to see that. Like, oh, that would
1: have been cool. I, no, I I love that. Like, I'm I'm right there with you. Like, if i seen it, then I'm, I'm trying to hop in the stands with you just because, like... I, I need that type of, like, that trash talk. But yeah. um, Portland's also a good one. Portland gets it. crazy.
3: And then, you know, we were talking about Philly. Out of Philly, New Orleans, and Milwaukee, the three cities that you've played in, which city is the best food?
1: Oh, New Orleans. No Hands question. Hands down. Hands down. You like beignets? Never had a bad, bad meal in New Orleans. Yeah, I love beignets.
3: You know, my mom was just in New Orleans, and she brought us back home a bag of beignets, and I went downstairs to get one, and it was empty because my dog ate all three of them.
1: Oh, so I think my dog well, your dog is living the best life he that. really is yeah <laughs> like he would can, have to yeah. agree with
3: you on that uh, New Orleans comment
1: yeah, yeah yeah, New Orleans is crazy yeah. for
3: sure and then which celebrity non-NBA player would you say is the best at basketball
1: you know I think Chris Brown is good I've seen Chris Brown play and I'm like yeah alright
3: like do you think he could play pro somewhere or like not that good just like he's okay
1: I think that if he trained he'd cause he's already athletic yeah he could um, get I think there. that if he's trained he could oh I, I mean J. Cole is nice too yeah but I mean, he, he's he also actually played. been pro. He's also yeah, been yeah, pro. Yeah. And he played in college. Um, true. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. All
3: right. So let's say you just want a big game and you want to treat yourself with a cheat meal. Where do you go?
1: Unfortunately, I do cheat meals even when I lose, but Oh, true. <laughs> okay. Uh, like five minutes
3: ago you said you need to treat your body and then you just I, I know. Encourage cheat meal. I'm a
1: foodie and like I said, New Orleans is crazy. They had all fried food. Mm-hmm. It was never had a bad anyway. Look, my favorite food in the world is orange chicken. So oh it'd probably gosh. be Panda Express, Panda Express orange chicken. And yeah. don't judge me for that because it is fire. No, it's, it's
3: so good. I, yeah. Except for one time, I found like a piece of a fork in the chicken. So that like freaked me out a little bit. But other than that, we can just pretend like that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, that's I That's never happened
1: to me. Too. So I'm, I'm going to play like you didn't say that. Yeah, just. Or an Oreo McClure. It.
3: Ooh. Mm-hmm.
1: Or an Oreo McFlur. Wait, what
3: about the two of them together?
1: I've never had them together. Because that's
3: different palates. Like, I don't think you can mix that, you know? You
1: can always have. Really? You can always have dessert.
3: Well, you can always have dessert, but like Oreo and orange chicken. Like, I feel like it's like orange chicken and then like ice cream, like vanilla ice cream. This
1: is how you know I'm a fat person at heart. Because that does not matter. (laughs) That does not matter to me. Really? Uh, Orange chicken with white rice. And then after the meal, you need dessert. I'm going to McDonald's and I'm getting Oral McFlurry, extra Oreos.
3: Heart of a champion, I guess. I guess if you yeah. want to be an NBA champion, somebody, you just.
1: Somebody has to do it. Yeah, Might as well be me.
3: Speaking of you being an NBA champ, you know, you were an NBA champ, you were voted the best defender in the league, you're a two time All Star and a gold medalist. Yet you still aren't the best athlete in your house. That's sort of awkward, isn't it?
1: It's not. It's because, not really. Nah, I married up. I chose that. Yeah, right. you did. Uh-huh. You know, I, um, I had to get on her level. Uh, I think being married to my wife is super elite just i mean being able to see what she's gone through um be there for some of the times where she's won but how competitive she is she's the most competitive person that i like that i know now Mm -hmm. still to this day card games uno phase 10 we could play whatever and she has she has to win
3: yeah and you know lauren's 2015 world cup final goal you know that nice that for all the listeners that nice volley what was going through your head when that went in
1: oh i was going crazy Um, I think being a fan is, is like, one of the best feelings ever. Yeah. And then to see, like, your person doing, like, what they do and then being excellent at it, like, there's there's nothing better.
3: At, you know, the U.S. games, do you go all out? Like, the oh, flag on I your pictures. face? I, have, okay. I will send you pictures. Oh, yeah, please I'll, do. No, okay.
1: all, yeah, face paint, everything. All out? 100%. And got, does the jersey, she like, got the jersey, got the head, Does yeah, she everything. go all
3: out at your games? Like, nah. is she, like, dressing up as a buck? Nah. No.
1: No. Nah. Oh, wow. My wife okay. barely comes to the game. Oh my wife look you gotta talk to her she barely comes to the games which like we have kids now so i understand but even before i just think maybe there were so many games like we have 82 games um and sometimes i guess they could be a bit long and boring but like she does not yeah it's definitely different type of fandoms
3: so I want to move on to this new segment um, that I, I tried out with Chris Paul, but now I'm going to try out with you. Okay. And basically the idea is so much of the media is focused on negativity, right? And what I'm doing here at Slow Nose is I am a teenage girl. I'm bringing a new, different, diverse perspective. So instead of talking about negativity, I want to talk about positivity. And I All feel right. like the perfect person to talk about positivity with is my guy, Drew
1: Holiday. I'm right? with that. I'm mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Okay,
3: so let's start off with this. What is one thing that makes each of these people that you've played with so special? So let's start off with Giannis.
1: Giannis, I think it's his attitude like not only toward the game, but to life. Like he's a super positive person. Everything that he does and puts his mind to, it does it like 150%. But he's also this genuine person where he appreciates everything. And Mm -hmm. I think it's probably because of like how he how he grew up, his beginnings, his story, like literally getting it out of the mud and where he is now, he does not take that for granted. So how he treats people and how he handles like the fame and all that. And I've, me and my wife talk about it all the time. Like it's so graceful, like the way that he does it. He makes people feel um, like they're important. And I feel like that's kind of a, um, a skill that like a lot of people don't really have. Especially when you honestly have every right if we're at the zoo and he's with his family. Like we're with to our family, To say no, yeah. Yeah, to say no. But he still like makes everybody feel included and doesn't really make anybody feel bad in that sense. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's cool about him.
3: I'm also curious to know about um, your standpoint on his candy addiction. Like what is that?
1: Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm not that big of a candy person. I'm more like cake, like apple pies, uh, pastries, mm. and yeah. ice cream. But candy, I don't I don't know. I don't know what that is.
3: I've never seen someone with like that physique eat that much candy. Like I don't know how that is could possibly be possible.
1: I think that's just God given. Yeah. It, I think it, it just uh-huh. yeah. I it, think it, it that is his genetics, about.
3: yeah. Okay, so next teammate we're gonna talk about is Chris Middleton.
1: K Mid. Um I think that K Mid is very he kind of has like this uh to the point about him. Like not really like beat around the bush or play games and I like the directness about about Chris um, I also feel like because people don't know Chris because he's kind of guarded mm-hmm. he's actually really funny really? I know he's actually like a really funny person um, getting to know him but I feel like the way he plays kind of how you see him like maybe in the media and off the court you would think that he's like more of a serious person but yeah, he got some jokes
3: Um, okay next Anthony Davis
1: AD that's my guy I think um AD is like a brother to me. Like after his freshman year, after his rookie year, I went to New Orleans. Yeah. So, being able to see him from his second year on, um he's really family to me. Like seeing him from that time to him now having a family, uh he's just like again, he's he's family to me. So, he you know how, like sometimes you have like a soft spot for somebody yeah. like that's like my guy. Like I Anything that he, but when would playing ever against ask him, people, there's no soft spot. No, 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 no. I mean, if I'm not gonna do that to my brothers, then I, I'm not gonna do it to him. Mm-hmm. And he's eight feet and can, has a freaking jump eight shot, which feet. is nice. But, look, I'm not that tall. I'm well, in comparison right to like every average, normal human right being. Okay, average. but in in the league, yes. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm right above average, like in life. Like, what's the average height in six feet?
3: I no, no, I do not think it? it's six feet. I mean, I don't know. We can fact check this, but like I we don't need know. To.
1: But I to say if it's six feet, I'm just right above that. I might be what six four, so it's not that bad. Do we know?
3: Five nine.
1: Oh, well, okay. Never mind. I lied.
3: True. Come on. Sorry,
1: bro. Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah, well, You live I, in a told, world where there's yeah. a lot of tall you know people, what? and
3: so you have an unrealistic standard in your head.
1: And we just that was just proof, and that's okay. Yes, it I was. can admit my wrongs. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: actually one thing that I want you to know on this show is that I'm actually always right.
1: Oh, so um,
3: yeah, exactly. Sloan knows it's in the name. So unfortunately you were wrong. I was right. I may not have an NBA championship ring, but I I have another wife. Oh yeah. Me and Lauren, very similar. (laughs) I think so too. Always right. So what was the best compliment that you've ever received from another NBA player? And I think like, I've asked this question before and I understand that it's difficult, but you're a guy who was voted by all the nba players as the best defender like i just can't imagine how that feels and you know steph curry who i would say i mean you know i've never been a defender in the nba but he said that you're the oldest the hardest person to ever have guard and
1: that's a definite compliment coming from him i've heard it from quite a few people which i do cherish and like appreciate Mm -hmm. that that does mean a lot also because like defense is hard yeah like we get the short in the stick uh if it's like between offense and defense people would rather see offense and all the scoring but um that's that's cool to hear another one is like so i just went to the ESPYs, and um i saw jamal murray mm-hmm. and he was like yeah i just wanted to tell you like like with your left hand and stuff like that like i used to i used to watch you like on youtube i used to like study you and i'm like holy shit that's so cool yeah yeah, yeah that's cool mm-hmm. like i guess i don't see myself as that type of player like um people are looking at my game or studying um so when you kind of hear that it's like well maybe i am doing something right and again the people that are like in this grind with me like in the nba um like real recognize real like they 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 see a game and they they appreciate it and they try to take some stuff from you and learn that way and i'm like man that's that's cool
3: yeah, and you just keep leading me right into my next question.
1: It's just telling like, perfect. you, we're here.
3: Exactly, we really are. Mm-hmm. We see eye to eye. Besties, actually, right? Besties, mm-hmm. yeah. So, talking about that, you know, recognition for all these guys, is there anyone in this current draft class that you really are rooting for that you really want to see succeed?
1: I think it might have to be Victor. Yeah. I feel like, and again, I don't know the pressure. Like, I have some pressure just from, I mean, my job, but like, he has all the hype. Yeah. And I think to be able to mentally. Um, he has
3: all the hype and all the hate. You and know? all the hate. Right. There's, so, so there's two sides of that. You're,
1: you're right. So I think to mentally like try to balance that and still stay on top of like, this is, these are my goals. This is what I want to do. Um, like that has to be hard. Like you look at so many number one picks and you've seen like how they go or how their career ends or how their career is going now. But. I think I'm just pulling for him just because he seems like a cool dude and he has skill, he does. especially at his height. So I want to I want to see him see him succeed.
3: And you know, like you're saying, as one of the veteran players in the league, you've seen so many players grow and improve over the years. Um, as have you. Which player's development and growth has impressed you the most?
1: It's a great question.
3: Thank you. I'm good at
1: asking. I know questions. I hate these questions. Yeah. I hate questions that stump me. Well, I guess I'm thinking of somebody who like maybe you guys would be surprised by yes or that just like kind of came out of nowhere like you you knew julius was gonna be a beast yeah um, i guess
3: cam thomas like on the Nets, oh, yeah. like that's someone yeah. that just came so somebody, out of nowhere
1: right and i and i like and i like that i like that like when he got his chance and his opportunity he he took full advantage and the food was averaging 40 for like two yeah. weeks straight um
3: or again, like so many guys like this on the Nets, but like Mikael Bridges, like the idea that once he was given that opportunity to shine, he was, he was able to, I saw something the other day where he was saying he was like in high school, in college, I wasn't even able to crack 30 and now in the NBA on the Nets against the top competition in the world, he's able to do it. So it's that growth. That's cool. That's
1: what I, that's what I like to see. And Mikael is tough. Like you could tell that he always had like the, the gifted athleticism and stuff like that. But, I think kinda of when the skill meets the athleticism, it like you got Mikel Bridges, somebody right. who's like cooking and then doing all that. Oh my gosh.
3: <laughs> What's your go to?
1: Uh
3: celebration like
1: I don't I, really have one. I feel like yeah, you don't really celebrate. I, yeah, I switched it up. There was one, I was watching this show and it was um it's called The Last Kingdom is on Netflix. And the dude would like pull out his sword. So after everything, I'd like pull out the sword and then West Matthews with the
3: Mm, I like that
1: okay. because they call us twin because they've called me West Matthews for like the last two years and yeah. then they've called him Drew for we'll walk our kids went to the same school and they would get us mixed up.
3: That's crazy. People
1: in the facility, like, if I walked and they would see the back of my head, Mm -hmm. they would think that I was Wes.
3: That's crazy. Can you do, you know, I don't know if you've seen that video, but there's this, like, video of Neymar and this, like, little boy tells him to do this celebration and then he does it. And I feel like, like, we should, like, make up one. So, like, I think you should do, I don't know, like, what exactly it is. Like, I need to think really quickly here, but we could do, like, a, right, like, this heart and then you, like, go like that. Like
1: is that bad. like a broken heart? It's
3: like a broken heart, but then you're like completing the heart. Like, Are
1: we like doing that cool. together, or is it like?
3: No, no, heart? you're doing like, it like. Oh well, we can. But no, it's like a when you as a celebration.
1: You mean in the game? Oh, we to, to, oh okay. Drew, My bad. I thought we were me, just what? doing for Sloan. No, 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 no. I am no, no.
3: hardcore. I, am talking about in the game. All right. I'm talking about, like you just hit a buzzer beater, and like you like look at the camera, and you're like, oh yeah, Sloan knows. You know what I mean? Broken heart, feeling it, feeling it. Yeah, I
1: might have to. I better see that. I'm excited I might have to adopt it. That. Yep, That's actually not that bad. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. Why do you sound surprised? I'm not. I'm a winner. I make good I know. celebrations, Drew.
1: I, I okay? see yeah, you. Yeah, you better.
3: God. Okay, this is getting awkward. I'm not sure how much longer I can talk to him. But anyways. Okay, so um, have you had an interaction with a fan that has left an impact on you? Oh, maybe that one. Did that uh, leaving an impact on you? Because you're not
1: a fan. You're more family. Oh, uh,
3: so touching. Okay, thanks, Drew.
1: Um... There were, there were, I guess, a couple. So I always wear these. You see, like, the mm. WWJD bracelets. And uh, one of the fans noticed and, uh, like, randomly, I don't know if it was in Philly. I think it was in Philly. But randomly, like, came up to me and was like, hey, I'm a big fan. I see that you wear these. And, like, I've never, uh, I hadn't seen them for a long time. But I always see that you wear them. And I looked them up. So he ended up bringing me, like, a pack of them. And I'm that's like, you know so what? Sweet. That's really sweet, yeah. right? I'm like, bro, that's so sweet. Like mm-hmm. like thank you. Um, another one was this kid, um, when I was in Philly, was super young and but I didn't know him at the time, but I ended up coming back in Milwaukee maybe a couple of years ago. Yeah. And he just I don't know, I don't even know what how I got introduced to him, but um he pretty much said, like, I remember you from your rookie year and you gave me like this pair of shoes or something and he brought them and that and I was like dang dude like that's cool like you yeah. no nah, I feel like he appreciated maybe just what I did or whatever but I think sometimes I have fans who appreciate you maybe a little bit more than basketball is always, yeah. always cool.
3: you probably forget how touching something you can do can really mean to these people yeah, you know what I, I mean I mean
1: and and you see you meet so many people especially during a season or at a game and so much is going on. Like you're exposed to so much. You're trying to win a game and if you lose a game, you're hot, but then you also have fans that you have to take care of and you don't want to disrespect because I mean, they're the reasons why we're here. But um, I think to be able to like balance that and then still find like these people who are like super generous or even because I mean, yeah, we do have a lot of things, but I think it is like the generous uh, touches that they give that's, that's really cool.
3: yeah okay so I feel like we've done that segment well it was very positive no negativity okay. except for right. our little fight in the middle but that's fine We can.
1: that wasn't negative that was more family stuff oh, you know so what I'm saying true. we bounce back from
3: exactly. that exactly so I feel like you know Sloan knows I feel like I know your game but but do you I, I don't know I don't know Drew so I'm going to ask you some Drew Holiday trivia I'm asking Drew Holiday Drew Holiday trivia and let's see how Drew Holiday can do on Drew Holiday trivia okay
1: <laughs> alright
3: okay so in 2008, you played in the McDonald's All-American game. How many points did you have?
1: <laughs> wow. Uh, seven?
3: Oh, that's so sweet that you think you were that bad. No, you actually had 14.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, good job. Oh, Congrats. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, good for me. <laughs> okay,
3: and then, even harder, bonus points. Who was the MVP of that game? Brandon Jennings. No. Tyreek Evans. Yeah. Tyreek okay, Drew, let's step it up here. How many steals did you average your senior year of high school? Six, four point eight. Wow. Yeah, that's still good.
1: overshot that. Yeah, you did overshot that by <laughs> quite a bit.
3: So, in the class of two thousand eight, you were the number two ranked player in the country. Who was the number one ranked Branding.
0: player? In the country?
3: No, B.J. Mullins. Bonus point if you can tell me what number he was drafted in the two thousand nine NBA draft.
1: He went first round.
3: Yes, he did. After you, not directly, but.
1: 23?
3: Oh, 24! Oh, okay, my that gosh. was so close. I feel like you sort of get a point for that.
1: Like, that's close Thank enough. Thank you, I get mm-hmm.
3: In 2014, you were traded to the Pelicans. What did the 76ers receive in that trade?
1: New Orleans, Noel. And? Some picks? I don't
3: know. Okay, yeah. And a first round draft pick. Oh,
1: good job. Okay,
3: okay. Your NBA career high is Dark in points is 51. <laughs> What team was this against? Pacers. Yes. It just happened. That was easy. Now, I would like to stump you. Okay? Ready? So, you and your brothers— You haven't been stumping me? I have, but like this is like the real stump. You know what I mean? Actually, those other questions weren't even meant to stump. You just got stumped. This is actually meant to be hard. Okay? So, you and your brothers, Justin and Aaron, were the first group of three brothers to play against each other at the same time. Mm -hmm. There are 13 other groups of siblings currently— in the NBA. Right now. I was gonna say name five of them, but if you would like to try all thirteen, might as well go for it.
1: The Lopez twins. Yeah. The Morris twins. Yeah. The Wagnes. Yeah. Might say it with an accent? the, uh, the Anta de Yeah. Um. The Holidays.
3: Yeah, okay, yes.
1: The balls. hmm There's thirteen?
3: Yes there's currently an o- yes and there's an obvious one that you're missing
1: brothers am i tripping you are i mean there's the martins okay there's
3: you're thinking too hard about this there's just an... like think about it's like whenever people talk about the holidays they also talk about this other pair of brothers like the brothers in the nba there's like three it's like the Oh, the yes thank you
1: okay. oh wow well i was thinking the balls because again there's three of them there's three of us yeah. they're from the ie i grew up in the ie yeah so like
3: chino yeah yeah. so Mm -hmm. like
1: it was like that was the first initial I'm like oh yeah it had to be them but yeah Mm -hmm. the Curry's so was that 7?
3: yeah you're at 7 I understand like these these are a little bit harder Uh, okay
1: name them name them do you have them?
3: yeah okay so Keegan and Chris Murray okay okay Evan and Isaiah Mobley Amen and Nassar Thompson. So those three, I get why you wouldn't get those. Those are like like fresh. Those are like new. Should've known them all. Jaden and Jalen McDaniels.
1: Okay. And then the
3: last one, oh, Trans Tyus Jones. Okay. And then to be honest, I don't even know how to pronounce. It's Julian and Justin, and I don't even know how to pronounce their last names. It's like Champagne. Champagne.
1: Champagne no no that would no, have been that would have been really embarrassing if i couldn't no no i don't know i'm sorry I don't oh know. it's okay yeah. okay yeah we're, we're yeah
3: you know what mr brady my english teacher who is drew holiday's high school teammate oh,
1: my teammate yeah. you just
3: really did not teach me well because i clearly can't read so
1: i mean and this is an that NBA French? show
3: and i could i don't i don't know Shit. he's an english teacher he is an english yeah, teacher Okay, but he teaches, like, basic literature.
1: Oh, uh, very sure. You know what I you mean? What? Like, I should be You're able right. to read. I'm you going <laughs> into 10th grade. Yeah. So true. Sloan knows. Yeah.
3: Well, anyways, Drew, I'm going to do the outro later. So that's Sloan knows. Yeah.
1: Sloan does know everybody. Everything.
3: So true. Thanks for listening. For more on Drew and to watch all the fun we had behind the scenes, follow me at Sloan Knows on TikTok and Instagram. Or hit the links in the show description. Remember, that's Sloan with the E.
2: Right Rug Flooring.